0: Hey there, my name is Ivo, founder at EndInsomnia.com. Welcome to the Former Insomniac podcast. After suffering from insomnia for five brutal years and after trying everything to fix it, I developed a new approach targeting the root cause of insomnia, which is actually sleep anxiety or the fear of sleeplessness. In this podcast, I talk about the End Insomnia system, where I share tips, learnings and insights from overcoming insomnia and tell the stories of people who do so you can apply the principles to end insomnia for good too. If you want to get a 30-day free email masterclass on how to reduce sleep anxiety that people usually paid $200 for and also receive this podcast as a newsletter every Saturday, go to endinsomnia.com. When I had insomnia, I used to go to bed early Sleeping late to try to catch up, and also take long naps during the day. I also used to go to bed at a different time each night and wake up whenever I felt like it. While these strategies, quote-unquote, offer limited short-term relief, they all interfered with my body's biological sleep drive and natural circadian rhythm. They ended up sabotaging my potential to sleep easily at night. Another way I was trying to take control of my sleep was through medications, alcohol, CBD, hoping that they would get me back on track. It's tempting to look for an easy way out through substances like cannabis, alcohol, prescriptions, when you're desperate to calm your nerves and get to sleep. However, these are less than ideal for several reasons. First, many of these have side effects and they left me feeling groggy or worse the next day. Using alcohol, cannabis and sleeping pills to get to sleep was interrupting my biological ability to experience full restoration in certain stages of sleep, so I often didn't feel wake up rested after using these. Second, their effectiveness tended to drop off over time and they stopped helping altogether. Part of this is our body's tolerance to the drug or the substance. The other reason is that the initial boost of confidence and a hope that a new pill or a substance gives us can stand up to chronic sleep anxiety in the long term. We begin to doubt when they don't work as well as they did at first, so they lose the ability to make us feel calm psychologically. This way the placebo effect of taking the pill or substance wears off over time. Third. Pills and substances undermine the possibility of us developing confidence in our natural ability to sleep unassisted. As long as we're taking these, we can't fully come to believe that sleep will happen without any special effort on our part. They become a physical symbol of the fear we have about not sleeping and a reminder of how attached we are to our sleep going a certain way for these reasons there does come a time in the process where it's important to let these pills and substances go and to face our fear so that the fear can be overcome some will begin to let their pills or substances go immediately others may choose to let them go at some point down the line which is also okay Ultimately, pills or substances may be providing you with a psychological anchor to help you feel safer in the experience of insomnia, which can feel highly out of control. As you learn new skills and perspectives, like listening to this podcast, they will give you a new anchor that will provide a sense of confidence and greater safety. Or once you are more firmly holding this new anchor, it's much easier to let go of the old anchor of pills and other sleep crutches. If you choose to wean yourself off sleeping pills, do not go of them cold turkey. Doing so can result in physical withdrawal that can cause a spike in your insomnia symptoms and also cause unnecessary suffering for yourself. If you decide to wean off prescription sleeping pills, it's critical to work with your medical provider to taper yourself off them safely. If you're trying to taper off non-prescription medication, you might try a quarter or half a dose reduction every two weeks. This pace of tapering will help your body adjust to the new change without causing extra stress or anxiety. Another way I was trying to make myself sleep during insomnia was by imagining a vivid scene or a story in my imagination to help distract me. I've also tried breathing techniques, progressive muscle relaxation or meditation to try to get my body into a state where it's calmer, hoping that this will be the thing that pushes me over into sleep. While a normal sleeper may be able to use techniques like this to help them drift off to sleep, they don't work against persistent insomnia. This is because when we use them to make ourselves sleep and put a lot of pressure on them to work, they're simply not powerful enough to overcome our perception of threat and our conditioned hyperarousal. So instead of these techniques helping, we end up watching them fail to put us to sleep, which only causes further frustration and anxiety. I was also blaming my inability to sleep on the presence of anxious thoughts, and I tried desperately to fight or challenge these thoughts. It can be helpful to challenge anxiety-fueling thoughts that may not be realistic. However, if we approach thought-challenging with a desperate intention that we must make those thoughts go away or else the night will be ruined, the chances our brain calms down are slim to zero. I had to learn realistic attitudes towards sleep, which naturally helped my thoughts become more reasonable and less extreme.